how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the HVAC Hustle Podcast. It's actually, I'm thinking about changing the name to HVAC and Plumbing. And Garage Doors. And Garage Doors <laughs> Hustle Podcast. But we're talking about home service businesses and the culture index. There you go. And hiring for your weaknesses. We're also going to talk a little bit about pricing, conferences, some other things. But um, if you guys don't mind introducing yourself and just giving up. Uh, two-minute background on Rise and Shine Garage Doors. Sure. My name is uh, Josh Dutcher. I'm one of the owners here, the co-founder. And a uh, quick two-minute background would be we started as a garage door repair company in March of 2015. And uh, we stayed as that company for about six and a half years. And then we rebranded to Rise and Shine. And we've been Rise and Shine for the last 18 months now. I'm Alex Johankin, the other owner here. Um, just basically what Josh said, we rebranded a couple of years ago, used Dan Antonelli, got a great, uh, great, great work out of him and uh, the new logo and everything looks amazing. So very happy with that. And I wanted to be at this office because I see these vans everywhere and it is a, a vibe. <laughs> it's a very good vibe. And I think like, it's not only just, it affects customers, but it also affects employees and other partners and things like that. It makes, it, design makes things desirable in certain ways. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm assuming, and I'm not, I'd actually know what I should ask. How has the customer expectation around price changed as you've rebranded? Yeah, I mean, I don't think uh, customers are really surprised by pricing at all with, with us or anything like that. We, we're very um, transparent with our pricing. We give all of our customers three options from economy, mid-range, and premium. Um, and I think our customers are expecting a higher level of service when they call us. Uh, and I think we deliver on that every time. So, I, th I think the design kind of sets a little bit of the expectation. The brand sets a little bit of an expectation of a premium company. Yep. And I would say, if I had to guess, that the average customer would be less surprised now Absolutely. by right. the higher price of things. Exactly. I, I think it even helped with hiring too, hiring and recruiting with the brand and the colors and the name, just even that attracted more employees as well because we were even having a hard time hiring before the rebrand and we actually have had a lot of success ever since then. So it makes a big difference there too. Yeah. That's massive. So shout out to yeah. Dan. Yeah. Shout out to Dan. Big shout out. Because he never gets enough pats on <laughs> no, the back. He doesn't, yes. internet, you know? he doesn't get enough app meshes on Facebook. So. <laughs> just all the groups always. Yeah, every group. And everyone is always defending him too. Like if somebody <laughs> makes something that looks like him, it's just yeah. like yeah. all these roasts and like, oh, you stole that from Dan. You know? yeah. He's yeah. got a whole like squad like looking out for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So this culture index thing, can you explain what that is and how that's helping you now to manage people? Sure. Uh, the culture index is a program that we are using just to kind of help to identify the people that we have in our business and kind of why or how they may react or act in a certain way and then also helping to then train off of like um, strengths and weaknesses and things like that. and. Um, making sure that we can put people in position to succeed based on those strengths and, and be able to work off of those strengths and then understand where the weaknesses are and then understand maybe why they're acting in a certain way. And it just gives a little better insight to kind of who you are in your psyche and things like that. How long is it, does it take to take the test? Because I might have to, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. It's two questions. Yeah. It takes yeah, about 10 it. to 15 minutes. Really? Uninterrupted yep. time, and it's very accurate. It's about, it's about 90% 10 is... Yeah. Uh, 
Spot on. And it gives actionable stuff. That yeah, you can I mean, it's, it's, it's stuff like, um, you know, certain people might be more, more they, they love public praise, but others might prefer private public or private specific praise over mm -hmm. public praise. So it's knowing things like that about the employee that helps you really speak to them and motivate them more to want to do better. Yeah, so that way if it's somebody, if it's somebody that would usually have more like private pay, praise, you want to approach them more in a one-on-one -on -one setting and kind of make sure that they understand that they did a good job. Whereas like a guy like Logan who wants public praise, you want to make sure to shout him out in front of the entire company. What he does is he teaches the most valuable team in your business. He'll just add nothing but profit. There's so much money left in the call center. So much money. If you're not at a 90% booking rate, showing empathy on the phone, smiling on the phone, making sure they're having a better day after they got off the phone with you, then you need to call Power Selling Pros and see Brigham. Google culture index so so that's also a program we can shout that one out while sure. we're talking about it's literally called the culture index and okay. so that's another company that we're working with and and, and so then you get a mentor out of that who kind of helps you along in the process and uh, I believe he's in Kansas and he actually came here in person to do training with us as well so he trained myself Alex and our GM Kyle um, to try to help us to read the results and understand kind of what it's telling us but at the same time, if we're not sure if we need some help or some feedback, we can go to our mentor and he'll help us out with that. Mm -hmm. If you guys have implemented, you've spent some money. Yes. You've, you've invested in things related to management and leadership. Why? What, what pain happened that led to this? Because obviously we don't, you know, we don't start shelling out money unless we, we made some mistakes or things <laughs> went bad or so. Why did you invest in this, and what was it like before? Yeah, I think it's just, uh, I don't know if it's so much as a pain as it's just like where we want to go as a company, and we're not there yet. Uh, and I think when you look for softwares that you want to implement in your company, it's important that you see how is it going to help us get to our goal. And knowing like the culture index, if we hire the right people for the right roles, they're going to succeed in those roles. That's only going to help us get to our goal faster. I guess I was trying to ask into mistakes because I think yeah, yeah. my biggest thing is I feel like sharing a mistake and, and stuff like that is so valuable. If you've got any yeah. that you've made on people management, would you share any of those that you've, any mistakes you've made? Um, I would say there was one situation where we put a person in a lead role where he wasn't really ready for it. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe if we would have known a little bit more of kind of the way he thinks and the way he, what makes him tick, maybe we would have seen that ahead of time. So culture index could have maybe had the Maybe, be a, yeah. yeah. What I would say is like, we, we definitely try to be proactive. Like the way we've always run our business, we try to get ahead of things. We try to, we're always open to trying new things, especially in 2023, what's the word you hear the most? What's the culture like there, you know? Mm -hmm. and. It's the culture index, but it's just understanding who, who the people are in your organization, you know? Um, and culture is just super important in, in today's workplace. So we got this program from a fellow garage door company, actually, who referred them to us. And we took the survey and then basically did like a test run. And he like, the guy who read everything was just pegging us to like a letter. Like he could even tell that I like to drive fast, you know, stuff mm -hmm. like that. And it's just like, well, this is pretty accurate and this could be very helpful, you know, in being able to use it and with communication and just working with 
the team and everything and it's it's been really really eye-opening and we kind of rolled it out to everybody so everybody has seen it now everybody has seen like my results alex's results and now we've had people asking for their results so we're going through it with everybody now too all right i've got a mid podcast uh, segment so the first segment is hot takes and cold trends what is a hot take that you have about home services in general right now something that you think might be a little controversial but you disagree with something that's going on or you think it should be a different way hot take hmm. well so so i feel like the home service world needs to give more respect to the garage door world um what i always have said like i feel like sometimes we're treated like the ugly stepchild of the home service industry there's less certifications you need less um you don't need certain licensing like any one guy could just jump in a truck and go try to fix your garage door whereas like with hvac plumbing electrical you you need certifications you need licenses you need all these different mm -hmm. things so because of that there's insane amounts of competition with like one and two man shops compared to larger reputable companies such as our own and so then you still kind of have to have that little battle there do you think a little bit of that is from the the less electrical like the background of it being more manual and now it's more like how, when did it become that all of them had an electrical component to them i don't know yeah years i mean well it's I, it's I, been I, a, obviously I, it's been a long time but the, like yeah. maybe that's the background of it of why there was a little less yeah maybe i, I know they've tried to like in certain states make it you have to have a contractor's license which would weed out a lot of companies and um, I agree with Josh that it should be something you have to have a license or a certificate to do. We send all of our guys to the International Door Education Association to get certified mm -hmm. uh, to work on garage doors. Uh, we have six master certified technicians, uh, which is pretty unheard of. There's not a lot of companies that do that. What about cold trends? What's a trend that are like something that people are still wasting time, money, or energy on that they should stop doing in the home services space? Trying to install their door themselves. Okay, okay, what about <laughs> home service businesses? Excuse All right, me. home service businesses. Um, Oops, is that me? That might just be his uh, Mac computer or something ringing too. Um, I think, you know, as far as it comes to garage doors, I think there's a lot of companies that if there's something I would change, companies who charge a large fee to come out rather than just offer free estimates. Mm. I know a lot of companies that in the garage door space that it works a lot better to just get your foot in the door and actually have a sales process. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think a lot of companies get a lot of phone calls that they don't end up booking and they wonder why their schedule's open when they mm. could have booked these calls and had customers coming in left and right if they just had a, a easier way to get in the door. I love that. It, you know, the sorry, most background roofing, right? Yeah. There's a big kind of, there's a lot of loud people that are like, we should be charging for us to, you know, all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's not the expectation. It, how much easier is it to sell something in person? Exactly. And to upsell something in person? Right. Mm -hmm. It's not over the phone's hard. Like, yeah. let's get in front of them and mm -hmm. let's sell it there. Like, I just feel like that makes a lot more sense. I, yeah, I, yeah. that would make sense to me. Yeah. And if you understand your overhead costs, you can kind of build that into your pricing anyway. So you can just do a free estimate and just price yourself accordingly to make up for that free trip. It's not really a free trip, but it's a, it's free for the customer. Yeah. Boom. 
So one more segment. This is called There's Money in the Phones by Power Selling Pros. Okay. And <laughs> No, there's not. There's <laughs> money in the phones and you could be doing a better job at that. Powersellingpros.com helps you train your, your sales Sponsored by. CSR reps. <laughs> and if, you're, if you don't have training in place, check it out. But for you guys, the question is, what's something that you've done in your phone answering systems that you're proud of and that you've got going on that you think other home service businesses could learn from? Yeah, I think um, we, we do a lot of coaching with our CSRs. Um, I mean, we have service site, which is obviously, you know, really important software. Uh, we're able to go back and listen to calls, make sure that one, the CSRs are following the scripts that we have in place, but also um, there's a lot that you have to do with tonality and just how you answer the phone. If the customer can tell if, like, if I sound cold over the phone or if I sound cheery over the phone. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to have a positive uh, way that you answer the phone and make sure the customer feels the empathy. Obviously, in most service spaces, they're calling with some sort of urgent need. Mm -hmm. They're probably in a rush, so they need to know that they're being taken care of, and the person on the phone uh, needs to, they need to feel that five-star service from, from the person answering the call. So. Awesome. We're getting back to the main topic. The main topic, the other piece of the main topic was that you should hire for your weaknesses. So I'm, I would love it if you'd each share something that you feel like is a weakness that you have mm -hmm. and how you've hired for it. I mean, I can start there. I'm not very good at implementing. Um, I have a lot of ideas, but I don't always see them all the way through. Uh, so I feel like I've been lucky enough to surround myself. Josh is one of the people who's a great implementer. Um, Kyle and Tia are both really great implementers. So. Do, you guys, do you consider yourself like a visionary and he's an integrator or anything yeah. like that? Yeah. That's yeah. That's EOS track. Yeah, sometimes people ask like, well, what do you do? And it's kind of like, he's got the big ideas and I got to make them work. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have both. Yeah. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And and so I think it's been really helpful that we've we've had a couple other people that do an awesome job of helping Josh implement a lot of the mm -hmm. stuff that we come up with. Yeah. If I had to say like a weakness would be some sometimes my attention to detail is not always the greatest and and some sometimes things will go by me and I'll kind of just um, maybe have less of a sense of importance to that and like. I'll circle back on that or it's like, but I, I really need like calendars and things to hold me accountable. If it's like not there, it doesn't exist. And that's kind of where we had talked about, you know, bringing Kyle in. Kyle has an amazing attention to detail. He's really able to always stay on top of those kinds of things. Dial in. Yeah. He's in the 90th percentile for details. Yes. Absolutely. So, I mean, that ties right into it and kind of from that culture index, we've been able to kind of, reorganize you know what his responsibilities even were because some of that stuff he wasn't actually doing until we realized like no he he has an eye for detail he should be handling some of these things like accounting and uh, operations and, and you know just watching the bottom line you know he mentioned costs in, in the other video that you're talking about um, that's what he's looking out for that's what he's good at looking out for so whereas I'm looking at people and we're like well let's take people out let's go and party and stuff like that who cares how much that costs or whatever and it's like Somebody's got to hold me accountable, or else I would just spend all the money. <laughs> well, you guys seem to have a pretty good, like, um, professional chemistry. I'm curious, like, how have you worked through some of the, the difficult parts of being a founder with another person? How have you worked through those things? Uh, or how it's, are you working through them now? I don't know. 
I mean, we've, what I always said, actually, when people ask us, like, how we're able to run a business together, um, our friendship kind of started in the workplace. So I feel like we always kind of had that respect for each other as workers towards each other. We, we knew each other's work ethic. Um, and that's just, that's how we got to know each other. We were actually friends before we started the business. And people are always like, you can't run a business with your friend. And I think we're good at separating the friendship yeah. from the business and realizing the two things. But ultimately, too, you just got to sometimes have a short memory and just don't don't let things get under your skin a little too much. You know, sometimes just remember to let things go sometimes. I think it's super important that I think me and Josh both have the same goals as well. Like, we both want to get to here. But, Where? you know. You, the moon. Right now, like 10 million is not really <laughs> That's like a number. So, I like that number. Um, we're going to the moon. Say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it. So 10 million is going to uh, 20%. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, so, but, maybe you know, 30 at some point. Yeah. So we might butt heads at the yeah. end of the day about a certain thing, but, you know, we're going to always come back together and be like, hey, we're both trying to get to the same goal. And, you know, it's not worth, like, arguing over for an extended period of time. And I don't think we've ever had a anything that's gotten us so upset where we took it home at night or anything like that. Yeah. And you guys believe you'll be more likely to hit those goals together. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, almost nine years now, and I don't think there's ever been something that we haven't at least been able to resolve or come to some sort of an agreement, even if just one side has to give a little bit or something. You Because know? obviously you always have to compromise at the end of the day, and I think we're good at compromising. Mm -hmm. What do you appreciate about him? Um, you know, I appreciate where his heart always is, and I appreciate uh, his ability to actually like get things in motion. Um, like I said, I, I, I try to have a lot of ideas or I get these things, but I have terrible follow through sometimes, to be honest, and he's a huge reason why we are where we are, so. Different question for you. Do you believe that he wants what's right for homeowners? Absolutely, 100%. Talk to me about that. Uh, I mean, he, he's always had a passion for, you know, providing solutions and, and helping customers. And that's always been our goal from day one. When we started this company, it was always about providing a five-star service for our customers. Did and you feel like you could provide? Were you guys working for another company? He, uh, I'm not going to say the company, but yes, he was working for a different you, company. Did you feel like you could, like, you're, you wanted it to be better than what you... Yes. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like a very common story, right? Yeah, because that, and that was the biggest thing. It was like he had all these ideas and nobody was listening to him. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, let's just take those ideas and let's go do our own thing. And so, like, yeah, day one, it was just like, we're going to do this, 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 and that's going to be what sets us apart. And it's still to this day, eight and a half years later, is what sets us apart. Our five-star reputation is like the most important thing that we are delivering a five-star experience for all of our customers. Love to hear it. Well, you heard it here, Rise and Shine Garage Doors. Thank you guys for joining Thanks, me. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Tour. Appreciate it. Yeah. And, uh, it's a lot of fun. Like the video. <laughs> Great. Uh, we rule the roost. We're looking good at what we do. Let's go.